Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high-achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Braden Stancil and Merce Tariq. All right, we welcome you to our episode of Retirement in Action. This episode is a discussion around the interview we did with Renee Hillman talking all about retirement planning and how we deal with real estate in retirement, buying and selling a home, all the different things that we have to think through on that. It was such a nice discussion, but what we want to do right now in this episode is really break down how do we put that into action within our retirement. As we uh, do each and every week, we bring on Morgan Dunn, who is our chief operating officer for our firm. She's really here to give us a different perspective. Merce and I, and uh, many people who are professionals, they use language and they use terms that maybe we don't even realize that we're using. And so we ask Morgan to listen in to every one of our interviews and then to come back to us and pose questions that maybe we could review and maybe expand on from those interviews. So Morgan, could you pose to us the first question? Yeah, we talked a little bit about downsizing when we were speaking with Renee. I'm wondering in that process, when a client decides that maybe they do want to downsize, when is it that they should involve us in helping them to make that decision? When we talk about that and from a retirement planning perspective, you know, a lot of times we have to determine what's the purpose of the downsize. That's a very important, if it is just downsizing for maintenance, that's really not going to affect their retirement plan. It's not monetary. It's not about that. It's what it's about is it's about making sure that they have the lifestyle they want. Now, for a lot of folks, though, they're saying, wait a minute, I got this big, potentially mortgage, potentially I've got a house that has a lot of equity in it, and I want to take that house, I want to sell it, and then take the equity and put that and make that a part of my retirement plan. Now, that's a whole different picture. So, Merce, can you walk us through what that would look like when we're building a retirement income plan and how you would put that into the income plan so that the client could see the benefits of doing such a thing? Yeah. So the software, what it allows us to do is make some guesses or make some hypothesis around what is going to happen in the future. And so say we have a client that let's just say the house that they're in is worth or going to be listed to sell at maybe 600000 And it's a house that maybe has a $200,000 mortgage on it. So really they're going to net in equity about $400,000. Well, they're going to have to take a portion of that to go buy the downsized house, whatever that dollar amount is. And maybe that's a $300,000 house. So still in the bank, they've got an extra 100000 or that's something that goes into their retirement fund. So we have the ability to play around and kind of see, you know, what effect does downsizing have A? And then B, is it really worth it in the overall scheme of things? Sometimes people think, you know, downsizing is just part of what you do in retirement. And it really, after having the conversation with Renee and about our area in particular, you know, sometimes downsizing may or may not make sense just because of our area. You may be going from a 5,000 square foot house down to a 2,000 square foot house. Well, yeah, that's downsizing, but is the price actually downsized? Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. 
So in our software, we have the ability to run all those iterations and uh, see if there's actually any added value there to the actual downsize. And I just want to say on that too, that what you can do on that, what Merce was saying is project. So a person might say, what if I downsize in 10 years? It doesn't have to be a thing that I'm about to do it. Mm -hmm. We can plan for it futuristically. We can say, well, if you want to think about doing this, maybe they say, okay, I've got a child who is 18, 19 years old. They're about to go to school. I don't want to quite sell until they're out of college. So I'll plan on this down the road. And we can put all of those what ifs into the plan and it helps a person to really identify, is that the right move? Right. Right. Well, along those same lines, a lot of times a client will ask us, or should I just go ahead and pay off my mortgage? Yeah. So I think that comes back to this idea. So I always answer that question personally with that is an emotional question because the numbers may not be as attractive as you think, but emotionally speaking, a person may say, well, I want to pay off the mortgage because I just don't want to have that payment. But again, I'm just going to pose it back to you. And then I've got another little comment on this, but Merce, tell us how we would do that in the software. Yeah. So when you're thinking about paying off a house, the big thing that happens there is you drop your mortgage payment, whatever that number is. So we can show that because part of what we do in the software is we run what your expenses are and how that plays out throughout retirement. Well, if you drop your mortgage because you paid off your house, then your expenses are going to drop. And sometimes it's considerable how much your expenses will drop. And that can have a huge impact on the overall retirement plan. So we can run through that, whether or not it makes sense and kind of kind of see, you know, what should we do here? And, and then we go back to, well, what makes you more comfortable? And, you know, the whole retirement plan shows us whether or not you have the affordability to do so, to pay off the house. Does it make sense to take money out of investments and to put it into the, the mortgage to pay off the house? Or does it make sense to let those investments sit there and keep paying on the mortgage for the next 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it may be? So on that point, Merce, because you just made a good point. So let's just talk about one aspect. So let's just say a lot of our clients have saved a lot of their money in 401k IRA money. And that's really where they've got it. And they've got, you know, some savings in the bank, but that's not what they're going to use to pay the house off. Their substantial savings is in an IRA or 401k. What does a person need to think about if they say, and I'm just going to use a round number that we can all think about. I got $100,000 I owe on my house. I want to pay it off. And the only resource I've got is an IRA or a 401k. What do they have to think about if they're going to do that? A lot of times people see these, their 401k accounts, their IRAs, and they see a, a large balance there. But sometimes we have to remind them that, you know, maybe it's not the most advantageous thing to take it from that 401k or IRA because it's going to be fully taxable. So say you've got 100000 that you owe, in order to pay off or to net you 100000 after taxes, you have to take out way more than that, probably closer to about 150000 out of your 401k IRA in order to net you the 100000 to pay off the mortgage. So a lot of times that may or may not make sense. So we can talk through, you know, what if we did that instead of doing it in one fail swoop in one year and you add a huge tax bill for one year, what if we try to do it at an accelerated rate of maybe doing an extra 10,000 a year over the next 10 years or doing an extra 20,000 a year over the next five years to pay off that mortgage so that we don't have a huge tax impact. Yeah. And we've actually done scenarios before where depending upon this tax situation, we might pay off half of the money in say November or December and then pay the remaining off in January just to get it into two different tax years. Right. But here's something that I walk through with people that I think most people don't think about because a lot of times people say this, I got $100,000 on the mortgage. My mortgage rate right now is only three, 4%. 
if I can earn more on my money, would I not just keep my 100,000 earning more money? But I want to tell people that you need to think through it a little different direction and think about it from cash flow. So let's say that I have a $100,000 mortgage and my principal and interest payment on that is $7,000 a year. So just simple math, that's a 7% cash flow. So that means I've got to go out and find an investment. If I'm going to get $7,000 a year, that's going to give me 7%, not the 3% that I have as an interest rate. So when you start looking at it that way and say, where else could I go put my money right now? And it give me back $7,000 a year. There's hardly anywhere you could go do that right now. Mm -hmm. So paying off that mortgage is instantly going to provide you with $7,000 a year of positive cash flow. So in that scenario, I always say, provided the person's good with it, pay off the mortgage. If we can do it, especially if we can do it with non-IRA, non-401k money, because that's going to give you a 7% cash flow immediately. We cannot go get that anywhere else right now from a guaranteed perspective. And when we pay the mortgage off, you're getting it from a very guaranteed perspective. So paying off the mortgage is a very good question. Again, without doing it in the overall plan, it's very difficult. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. I was going to say, what about a scenario where somebody finds their dream empty nester house before they've sold or are ready to sell their current home? What would you say to them? So we have that question come up a lot as well. In fact, we just lived through that. We had a client who basically said, look, we have decided we want to move. In fact, they were moving to another state. They decided that they were going to sell their home here, move to another state. But as they did that, their whole perfect plan was we're going to put our house up for sale. When we get an offer and we've got that locked up, we're going to buy the other house. Well, guess what happened? They found the other house they wanted to buy before they actually had this house here locked down. So then that's where they bring us into the picture and they say, okay, what if I can't sell this house and how do I deal with that? So I'll turn it back to Merce. How do we do that, Merce? Yeah. In the retirement software, we have the ability to say, and Rain and I, we are pretty conservative in the way that we make assumptions. So we may say, you know, let's plan on, even though we think the house is going to sell within the next couple months, the market's hot or whatever, we may say, well, let's say, well, what if it doesn't sell for a year? We have to be able to, you know, cover two mortgages. Or we may say, well, let's look at the idea of taking some assets from investments to pay off one or to pay to do the down payment on the new house. So there's a lot of different examples and iterations in there that we can play through. Ultimately, we've been able to navigate those pretty pretty seamlessly. I know it can be the idea of having two homes when you really just want one can be overwhelming, but it's really for a short period of time and we're able to kind of walk through that the overall impact for such a short period of time is really not something big when it comes to the overall retirement plan. So we're happy to walk through that at any given time for any of our clients. Very good. Were there any other questions, Morgan? I think the last one I could think of is, you know, sometimes our clients decide that they want to help somebody out, maybe a child or another family member to purchase a home. 
How would you guys advise them to go about doing that? So there's a couple different things that we've seen in that area. I'll take one of the more common ones. So let's say that a client of ours, which is they have saved a fair amount of money and they have some cash assets. They have a child who wants to go buy a home. And the question comes down to, what if I want to give my child some money for down payment or I want to loan it to them? So under this example, we're going to assume that the family has two children. So one of the things they have to think about is they have to think about if I give the one child down payment, am I willing to give the other child a down payment? Well, maybe the other child doesn't need a down payment. So many times doing a loan to that child that is forgivable at death is probably the best way to do that. The other scenario, though, is that you can do it as an actual good cash flow. So basically, you could loan your child, and let's just say they need $100,000 for a down payment. I like 100000 because my math is easy, and I can do that without thinking very much. And they say, hey, I'm going to give it to my child at a very good interest rate of 3%. Well, now that child can actually start to make payments back to the parents. It's a good cash flow back to the parents. And then if something were to happen, you know, you could forgive the loan at death if you wanted to do that. But then you really do have a format of how it all equates out to multiple children. The thing that you have to be careful of, though, in my opinion, and what we've seen in experience is you kind of got to have a little bit of mentality of not expecting the money back. And that doesn't mean that your child's going to default on you. It just means that if something happens, you don't want to have a scenario that this harms the relationship with the children, which we've seen. And we don't want to have that be the case. So you kind of don't want to walk into that scenario unless you could kind of afford not to get the money paid back is my opinion. But again, I'm going to turn back to Merce here and say, Merce, how would we do that in the retirement plan? Yeah. So it comes back to, can we afford to do it? That needs to be the number one question. You know, families, parents, they always want the best for their kids. And, you know, they may think they can afford to help out with that down payment, but sometimes they can't and sometimes they can. So what we do is we run it through the process. We say, okay, well, you know, how much is that house going to cost and what's the down payment that you're wanting to put down and say it is that $100,000. Let's take $100,000 out of the investments and see how that plays out for your retirement. Because at the end of the day, you got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of the kids. So we can, we can run that out, you know, if it's next year or what if it's in five years or what if it's in 10 years. And ultimately, we plan it out in the, the fact of what Raiden said, you don't get it back. If you get it back, well, then that's gravy, but we run it that way so that you can be comfortable with the idea of if I make this commitment and even if they say they're going to give it back to me and they don't, well then am I going to be okay? And so we always typically run it that way. If you get it back, that's great, but that's how we take a look at it. Is that all the questions we had, Morgan? Yeah, it's a good show. All right. Good. Very good. So to wrap everything up, basically we want to make sure you're clear on is that there's are many options as to how we deal with real estate, whether or not we are looking at downsizing, buying a different location, having a second home, which we didn't go into very much. Again, that all comes back to the retirement plan. And we always say this is that if you do not have a retirement plan, a written retirement income plan, then that's the missing link. It's to a lot of these decisions. A lot of these decisions are based on that written retirement plan and being able to look through the what ifs, the what if this doesn't work, the what if that doesn't work. So we encourage you to make sure you have that in place to make sure that tool is there because it can really, really make the difference between a very peace of mind type of retirement plan and one of those that's very stressful. But thank you very much. We appreciate you listening. We hope that this has given you some good ideas to have a good retirement in action. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. 
If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.